Hi there, I'm talking to you. Yes, you. My name is Sherry, my pup's name is Sunny, and we're training to be an animal-assisted counseling team. You are listening to the Therapy Dog Talk podcast, the show that interviews past, present, and future therapy dog teams about how they're making an impact in their communities. Today we're talking with Nilda about her experiences as a therapy dog team in Northern California with her miniature poodle, Milo. We'll discuss why she decided to pursue volunteering with Milo, what it was like to retest with an organization after pausing work due to lockdown, and the importance of knowing if your dog is enjoying the work while being aware that they may change over time. Before we hop in, if you're just getting started on your therapy dog journey and feeling a bit lost, I've put together a free guide for you, which you can find on my website at freeguide.therapydogtalk.com. Without further ado, meet Nilda and Milo. Yay! Yay, you're here! We're here! (laughs) I'm so excited! So before Milo goes off and finds his snack, this is Milo. (laughs) Hi, Milo! Everyone knows what we're talking about. How old is Milo? Milo is three. What month are we in? Yeah, almost three and a half. Okay. And Good. I've had him since he was a baby. Aw. Yeah. Such a teeny tiny little ball of fluff. He was. He was like less than four pounds. Oh. We've kind of gone a little bit overweight, but the vet says we're okay. So How much does he weigh now? He's 14. He was 12 pre-COVID. So okay. that tells you something. Yeah. I mean, COVID had that effect on a lot of us. I know. It's fine. It <laughs> happened to all of us. Yeah, exactly. This is a judgment-free zone. It's fine. (laughs) Yay! How did you first find out about therapy dogs? I was thinking about that, and I don't quite remember if something triggered it. From the beginning, I knew I wanted to get Milo involved with therapy dog work, but I could not figure out how to do that or where to go. I searched Google, did not find anything. So once I got more involved with this community on Instagram, I just started asking around, like, Mm. do you know of anything? And people would know of stuff, but like in another state, like that didn't really help me. But finally, I was able to find an organization in San Francisco a well-known one. But I I was thinking about whether I want to mention or not. But for the purposes of the live, we'll just say San Francisco organization, just because you'll hear about my experience. But that is how I was interested and how I figured out, you know, where to begin. And did they have a trainer they worked with? Or was that something that you did on your own? We've been working on training since day one. Literally, I think the day he came back, or at least within the first week, we had a trainer in our house. I just wanted to know everything. And I wanted to make sure I was doing everything I could to you know, make him just a happy, comfortable pup. Yeah. So it really started with that. And I knew, okay, that's the foundation. And no, they didn't have a trainer that they like lent to you or classes that you, well, we'll get to that, but they didn't have a long-term class that you had to go to or anything. You had to do a couple orientation classes and then a test. But everything we worked on was really things that we were going to work on anyway. Socialization because of that, or also temperament, he loves people. So it was just making sure that we got around to all sorts of people And with everyone, he just ended up loving them and being okay with being, you know, touched. So no, we didn't do anything specific for the program, but it was training we were going to do regardless. Now, did you know that you wanted a therapy dog before you got him or that was a decision you made after you got him? That was after. Okay. I just really wanted a dog finally. (laughs) And what kind of dog is Milo? He's a poodle, mini poodle. Okay. 
right. Yeah. I was curious about that. I know there's so many breeds that look similar and people just assume everyone's a doodle. I but know. There's it's a safe bet. Doodles, there's poodles still too. And yeah. It's and then uh, actually Walter, Kara's dog is a cover dog ah. and everyone thinks he's a doodle. So I've just stopped assuming anyone is a doodle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always very impressed with people who are like, oh, is he a poodle? And I'm like, yeah, actually he is. <laughs> what made you want to get a poodle? Because everyone had doodles. Okay. And I generally like to be different. No, but <laughs> I guess, yeah. I mean, there was something about being different, but I thought they were so cute. And it really just depends on the cut you give them. Like if that's how you want them to look. He doesn't have a poodle cut, so he just looks like a teddy bear. He very much looks like a teddy bear. It's funny because he and Sunny are actually the same size, but he looks bigger because of all of his <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Once he gets wet, everyone's like, whoa, you look like a rat. I love it. So you mentioned he really liked meeting people and being around other people. Is that what made you decide to pursue therapy dog with him? Yeah. So once I had him, I knew I wanted to do therapy work because I saw it as my volunteer work, my way to give back into the world. Yeah. I knew I wanted to do that, but I also knew if he did not enjoy it, then we would not proceed. I mean, Mm -hmm. he either would have failed or he just wouldn't have been cut out for it. As time went on, no matter what person it was, he really loved to be pet and to get attention. And he always has to say hi to the human first. But if someone says, if not someone, if a dog says hi to me, then he doesn't allow that. But he has to say hi to all the other humans, which is so not fair. But (laughs) sorry, what was your question? Oh, just what about him made you decide to have him be a therapy dog? Yeah. So just the love he had for getting attention. Oh, and also he just brought so much joy, as we all know, to strangers. I mean, the comments I would get, like, he made my day. I love watching him. And I mean, I don't know if like people are just being nice, but the people just on the street saying he made my day, I feel like they don't have to be nice or they don't have to say that. Or, you know, I would have like someone really struggling or just like kind of spilling out what they're going through as they're petting him. I'm like, wow, I really need to share this joy with everyone else. It's not fair for me to keep it all to myself, but also if he enjoys it, I want to do what, what he has been doing. Yeah, that makes total sense. Now you said he's three. How much time did you guys get to- volunteer together before the pandemic started yeah so we got started in 2019 i think the summer of 2019 and then we were on our own out in the field beginning of 2020 we had just passed all the mentors what do they call it the mentor visits or something something along where someone comes with you so we had done a few on our own by this time and then the pandemic hit Okay. So how old was he when you started volunteering then? Oh, sorry. So he was uh, 20. He was one. And then at the end of one, beginning of two. Okay. And last my question. <laughs> uh, sorry. Oh, I was going to ask what type of environment you guys volunteered in. We were primarily at San Francisco State University. Okay. So they would have us come on around or during finals week. Okay. And just all the students would come by. And there was actually a few therapy dogs there. So we would all spread out and it was just a lot of fun. And you could really see the difference it made in people's days. We also went to Santa Clara University outside of this program, but they just invited us. So that's nice to know that there are places that just invite you without an organization, which also, you know, is a little bit, I'm surprised because there is risk, but Mm -hmm. that's besides the point. Yeah, there definitely is. That's something we talked a little bit about with Kara that I know you have some knowledge on too, as you also work in the legal field just around California having their one bite law. There's coverage that you get from the organization and then there's coverage that you really should get on your own as well. So 
yeah, that's interesting that they have people come in without organizations, but yeah, if I was concerned, you know, as a responsible owner, I would not have gone, but yeah, that is what we were doing. And in the future, we wanted to go to hospitals as well, which I think we just needed a little bit more experience or openings. If Mm -hmm. I recall, they were pretty booked and also police stations, fire houses. We would have loved to do that as well. And then with the CGC test, we were going to test for the SFO program. So we would go to the airport and walk around there. So that needed to happen after, I think, six months or a year of doing this program. Yeah. Yeah, I know Alliance of Therapy Dogs is just the organization that we're looking at. You have to be volunteering for two years with them before you can work at LAX here. Yeah. So with the LAX. Makes sense. It's, yeah. a, it's a bit crazier. Yeah. Environment. Yeah, it's pretty chaotic. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know since then, you all have had some interesting challenges and experiences since lockdown and things started to open back up. Do you want to share a little bit about that? Yeah. So yes, definitely a different experience than, you know, some of the folks you've had on, but hopefully people can relate and just not feel so bad if this does happen. But yeah, so after So the pandemic happened or is happening, but we were able to come back into the program and start scheduling our visits. But before we could do that, he had to get his, you know, health papers in again, and then he had to retest. What I didn't know was that we have to retest every other year, or maybe I did know, but I just, I didn't really think of it. So it makes total sense. We went in, we, you know, practiced a bit beforehand. I wasn't too concerned, but I mean, I definitely have seen differences with COVID and just getting older, Mm -hmm. just his preferences, but I wasn't too concerned. So we brought out the vacuum and these like in brooms and hats and just all the sorts of things that I knew they would test for. And he did great. It was, you know, at first he was kind of like, oh, what's this? But then he adapts really quickly. What I didn't test for was what ended up biting us in the booty when we got there. So we got there and the tester did like a scary person walk like towards him. He did, you know, he passed the wheelchair test. He didn't interact with the wheelchair person. He left the food on the ground. He stayed while I walked away. Like he did all the things. He was passing with flying colors. Mm -hmm. Then he did the scary walk and I didn't practice that one with him. And I completely forgot about it. And he, he barked like a few times. It wasn't a good bark. He was very uncomfortable, clearly. I was unable to get him under control. So whether it was, you know, he sensed my anxiety or, I mean, we just passed his threshold. That's that's the end of that. So we failed. And that is, that was, is the end of our journey for now. I was so shocked. I, you know, tried to ask questions while I was there, but I was holding back tears. So... So embarrassing, but I pretty much cried the whole day. I was sad. Don't be embarrassed. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it was, I just felt like I failed him. Like, oh my gosh, has he actually, you know, changed this much? Have I kept him indoors for too long? But I, I just felt like I failed us. And knowing how much he enjoys it and them telling me like, no, he doesn't enjoy it anymore. I was like, but like, you, you don't see him every day. You don't see him with people. And I would never, like, I would not continue if he truly didn't enjoy it. So I wouldn't have known that really until we went out in the field and saw like, okay, he's, you know, not as excited about it. 
Mm-hmm. But I totally understand. Safety first. He barked. Yeah. It was, you know, a no-go. I had asked them several times, you know, okay, so what's the retest? Like, can we retest? When? Like, happy to do it as soon as possible. Like, I will even get a trainer and, like, show you documentation, anything. Because I just yeah. really wanted to get back into it. They said in two years we could retest. And that just hit really hard. I tried to get clarification why it was two years. They didn't seem to have any great reason and they weren't willing to work with me. So I kind of had to let it go and I started looking elsewhere. So we did find another organization and I don't recall off the top of my head, but we, we've done the background check. We've signed up. Now we just need to go do the test, but life has been crazy. So we'll get to it. I'm in no rush. And again, if he doesn't end up like, you know, enjoying it or, passing then okay we're done but that's that's our journey and it was a short a short one but it was fun while it lasted and we learned tons Mm -hmm. and you know I think for anyone out there looking to get into therapy dog work I would say make sure your dog does enjoy it because it's really about them at the end of the day as long as they're happy then everyone else will be happy and then just be aware that your dog does change you know I had to really accept that that he's not the puppy that he was, and that's okay. He doesn't play the same way he used to. He really does love people the same amount, but he is more cautious and reasonably so. I mean, what dog isn't? Well, he went um, through after. a pandemic during adolescence. Exactly. That's the most difficult time to be cut off from normal situations. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we still went to the dog park on a regular basis during you know the beginning of COVID and we still saw people there, but at the end of the day, that was just one environment. And I didn't really think to go beyond that. And yeah. we couldn't really go beyond that. And I didn't want anyone really touching my dog. So I, it's bound to happen. And there's this so is where many we're factors at. that play into yeah. like, you're really so brave to share this story. And I really appreciate that. I don't share often that Sunny didn't fully pass her test. The first time we tried, she passed the skills, but she didn't pass wanting to talk to people because it was, I set her up for failure and I didn't know it at the time. No, so I have learned since then that dogs carry stressful events with them for up to seven days. And in that week, she did her rattlesnake aversion training. She did agility where the instructor accidentally set the A-frame a level higher than she's used to. And she got groomed. So that should be freshly groomed for it the same morning. And on top of it, I was really anxious. And that anxiety passes right down the leash. And so we didn't pass on our first test. We have to wait six months. But, you know, I, I really relate to and appreciate you sharing the whole perfectly imperfect experience. Because I think it's really, it's important to tell those stories. You know, it's just dogs are dogs. And one bad day doesn't mean that he doesn't enjoy it either. And yeah. also, our, the organization that we've been looking at does not have a scary person test, just FYI. They did, like, the hats, and they did, <laughs> like, just different outfits, and, you know, just to be different people. But yeah. I definitely, I don't recall them doing, like, that weird walk the first time. I think the weird walk was, like, limping with a cane or something along those lines. So, yeah. honestly, had I known there was a scary movement, scary person, yeah. I would have, like... I do that all the time with him, which is hilarious. Like, that's how we play. Yeah. So had I prepped him for that, I think we would have been fine. You know, I also don't know if it totally had 
everything to do with us when they weren't willing to work with us after that. I wonder if, you know, they just don't have the resources to keep on as many people. I mean, I'm just guessing. And at the end of the day, he fails. And so, yes, that's on us. But I feel like an organization is so grateful for its volunteers and mm-hmm. want you to be involved as long as it's safe and you're willing. Like when they see the dedication, it's hard to imagine why they wouldn't work with you. Yeah. But you just have to find the right one and hope, you know, that they let you try again and keep at it. Be consistent. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's every organization is different, just like every human and dog therapy dog team is different and not all of them are good fit for each other. I remember, I think it was Cole, the deaf dog was sharing because he is a pity. It took them a few organizations to find one that would let them be a therapy dog team because some of them have breed restriction and he's, you know, a great therapy dog now, but it was just finding that right match. So Exactly. If, you're, if your dog genuinely enjoys the work and you really want to do it, it's worth looking around at organizations and seeing which yeah. one will work for you. Agreed. And, you know, sometimes we're in denial of like, no, my dog really does love it, but, you know, maybe it's pretty clear to someone else that they don't. So also watch out for those clues. Be honest with yourself. At the end of the day, you want to create an environment that is safe and comfortable for your dog. We recently had, my parents had some friends with them and it was hilarious. He, Milo went up to all of them, like all these men, and he did exactly what he does at his therapy visits. He went up to their legs and did a turn and sat, which is what we worked on. So he doesn't jump. And I was just like, see, (laughs) he just wants to be with people and isn't afraid. But anyway. Who even knows what could have been stressing him out that day besides that, yeah. you know, there's so many things, especially me, but yes, time. it yeah. is what it is. You know, obviously it's easier to share after the fact, but I think even that day I was sharing on Instagram because I had shown all the, like leading up to it, all the work mm-hmm. we had done. Cause I was so confident that we were good yeah. after I was like, Oh boy, <laughs> like now I have to <laughs> let everyone know we didn't pass, but it's a work in progress. And but it's rewarding. It's a fun time for anyone thinking about it. Thank you for sharing that. I know you have a hard stop coming up. Is there anything else that you wanted people to know about if they're interested in becoming a therapy dog team? I think I've mentioned everything, just making, you know, thinking about your dog first, making sure you enjoy it. Because if it's stressful for you or it doesn't work for your schedule, then there's no point in passing that stress on, you know, to your dog. Look for different organizations, see which one, you know, is the best fit for you. And have fun with it. We had someone in our first test class group who didn't pass. And I just love the way the owner handled it and responded. She was just so genuine about, you know what? He doesn't like it. That's okay. I only wanted to do this for him. So that's where I actually got that perspective from. And I should actually let her know how much she inspired me because it really is about the dog. And if, if we can spread the joy and help others, fantastic but if we can't do it this way i'm sure there's other ways i haven't well it sounds like you're spreading the joy just walking down the street even without volunteering so yeah i mean we all are with you know everyone's a pet dog but thank you so much this was fun and i hope others either learn something or just take something away from from our story Yeah, thank you so much for sharing it. I really, really appreciate you being so honest and open about your experience. It's so important, I think, for us to be real with each other and understand these things. Yes, agreed. All right, well, have a great day. It was so good talking to you. You too. So good to see you. Bye, everyone. Bye. 
I really hope you enjoyed this episode of Therapy Dog Talk. If you did, please do me a favor and leave a review and rating on the podcast platform of your choice. If you have a guest that you think would be a great fit for Therapy Dog Talk, send me an email at hello at therapydogtalk.com. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week.